The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With their first win of the season behind them, our beloved were looking to keep the good times rolling as they strolled into Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday to take on Andrew Luck and the Colts to see who get their second win of the year. Did the Bears get the job done, or is Indy the one that bounced back? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 5 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. It was quite the frustrating afternoon. We had it. We didn't. We're losing. We're ahead. We're doing well. We're playing horribly. It was just an up and down roller coaster yo yo of a day when the Bears played the Colts yesterday. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week five review episode of the Chicago Bears review. And unfortunately, as I'm sure you all know, this is not a victory Monday episode. So the Bears, uh, you know, really couldn't make up their mind as to who they wanted to be. As And I'm speaking actually mainly on defense. And offense was, was equally as frustrating, but, you know, they were productive in a way that, that you know, you kind of let it slide. I mean, 522 yards of total offense for the Bears yesterday, but we only managed to muster 23 points. And it just, uh, you know, it wasn't. Oh God, damn it! We should have. You know, I, I hate being this guy. I hate being this guy. But we should have won this game. We really should have. And we're gonna go through it. We have our knee-jerk reactions. We'll talk about it all. I took some notes down, and um, you know, we'll 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 try to cover as much as we possibly can. Uh, you know, the, the the game, it's just uh, it was one of those really frustrating days because it just, uh, you know, and, and inconsistency is the theme of this team, period. I mean, we can't say consistently healthy. We, you know, we're, we're hot one drive we're we suck the next one and uh, so on and so forth. There is no consistency uh, to this team. And defensively, more than anything is where it hurt us yesterday. You know, because we could come in and we shut the Colts down for uh, this quarter or we could sack Andrew Luck twice on a drive and then not touch him again for the next 15 plays. So it was uh, completely maddening watching uh, this game. You know, at plenty of moments that keep you into it, kept you optimistic. The Bears actually had the lead in the fourth quarter for a spell. And, um, you know, but it was also maddening just that you know and we'll talk about exactly why because there's one specific reason that drove me crazy more than anything throughout the football game so we'll talk about that as we move along so let's go ahead and dive right in to the review with this week's first quarter knee-jerk reaction 
Major reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Colts and uh, promising drives to start off the, the game for the Bears offensively and defensively. Uh, the second drive's not so much. Uh, first drive was penalty-ridden, uh, despite the fact the Bears got the ball all the way down to like the Colts' five-yard line, but a uh, face mask penalty on Jordan Howard knocked the back and they ended up having to settle for a field goal um the colts were able to get a field goal on their opening drive had to be a 54 yard field goal from vinatieri but uh the first drive the bears were all over andrew luck tremendous pressure uh they put him under so it was promising in the beginning the second drive the bears were basically three and out on offense and on defense andrew it's a, it's actually a drive that's still going on for the colts right now moving the football down the field i think they're if they're not in the red zone they're close so they're driving right now it's tied three to three and i would like to see more of the first drive for the bears and less of the second as we move forward in the first half first of all sorry about the little those beeps in there i guess my my hand recorder i did have to end up changing the batteries yesterday i guess that's what the problem was there it didn't uh tell me that while it was recording though so my apologies but um anyway the one of the other main themes of the game was that the bears could not get out of their own way i mean penalties i mean there's never a good time to have a penalty but the bears would just pick the absolute worst moments to actually have them and uh when i talked about that one for jordan howard um, the face mask penalty, it was one of those little like bubble screen type plays to Cameron Meredith, who for the most part had a fantastic game on Sunday. I mean, it really made us not worry that Kevin White wasn't going to be around. At least that performance alone did anyway. And, um, you know, it went from the Bears having first and goal on the one because the Bears had like first and 10 from the 11 and the, the play – on the Cameron Meredith got down to the one yard line so it would have most likely been a first down we would have had first and goal from the one yard line and instead it ended up being second and 17 at the 18 and the Bears couldn't uh, finish off the drive had to settle for the uh, field goal which these days of course has you biting your nails because Connor Barth couldn't hit the broad side of a barn and um, keep uh, keep that in mind there's more on that later but, uh, you know, the, offensively, the opening drive, the Bears look great. You know, a good mixture of running and passing uh, the ball. Uh, you know, uh, Hoyer was throwing to multiple receivers and so on and so forth. Um, you know, the Colts, on the other hand, that drive that they were on there at the, at the end of the first quarter morphed into the second was a 12-play, 80-yard drive that ended in a touchdown. And uh, it was penalties and hurting the drive, uh you know, defense, uh, you know, was able to hold, and then I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but defense held, uh, you know, fourth and goal, and a really bad read from Jarrell Freeman. Um, he he kind of bit on play action, leaving Dwayne Allen wide open in the back of the end zone. So uh, then on the sidelines, you see Harold Jones-Corte and Adrian Amos arguing with each other. I think one of them was probably supposed to pick Allen up, and they didn't leaving them wide open in the back of the end zone. But that's in the second quarter uh, that that happened. It was the drive that started in the first and ended in the second. It gave Indy a 10-3 lead as we continue along here with the second quarter knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> knee-jerk reaction, second quarter, the Bears and the Colts. And 
Offensively, it's not bad. You know, we got uh, we got we've got three scoring drives in the first half, two field goals and a touchdown. Defensively, we're looking more like the team from from the first three weeks, where we can't seem to get ourselves off of the field, as opposed to the team last week that kind of dominated uh, the Detroit Lions uh, offense. Um, the other thing is we are absolutely murdering ourselves with penalties. The touchdown drive that the Bears had towards the end of the second quarter um, was a bit of a, a lucky one, actually, because uh, Jordan Howard's ran in a touchdown from about... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. One to two yards out, and... Logan Paulson was called for a holding penalty, which backed the Bears up all the way to the 15-yard line. But luckily, on the very next play, Brian Hoyer hung one into the corner of the end zone. Cameron Meredith was there to make the catch to tie the football game up at 13 uh, at the moment. And then again, like I was saying, the Bears' defense not really able to stop the the Colts on offense at all. Uh, allowed the uh, drive. The, the Colts made it all the way down like the two-yard line for Chicago for the Bears finally held firm and forced a field goal from Vinatieri, who's got three in the first half. It's 16-13. You know, on offense, it's it's really more, it, there's two things that, w- that I want them to do on offense. One, for the most part, to keep doing what we're doing because we're moving the chains and, and getting points on the board. And the other thing is just to stop with the penalties. It's just, we got to be more disciplined uh, with the penalties. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we'll be in a much better position in the second half. It's like right Right now, we're in striking distance. I do believe we started with the ball, so we'll be kicking to start the second half. But we're only down a field goal, and if the defense can figure out how to get uh, get themselves off the field, um, you know, we, we got a good chance going in the second half. So you heard me mention it. The, 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 the longer the game went, the, the more I was reminded of the way the Bears' defense was playing in the first three games as opposed to the outstanding game that they had last week in bottling up the Lions and who had a top-five offense when they came into the game last week, by the way, folks. And, it, and you know, you wouldn't have been able to tell that at all by the way that the Bears played on defense, but it was mind 
mind-boggling to sit there and watch and completely frustrating to watch the Bears get gashed by T.Y. Hilton considering that Hilton was basically all the Colts had in as far as getting the football downfield. Yeah, they have, you know, Dwayne Allen and, uh, you know, they still have that rookie Dorsett and everything. But as far as, you know, who Luck was looking for downfield, if it wasn't T.Y. Hilton, it wasn't anybody, okay? And it was, you know, completely frustrating to sit there and watch the Bears get gashed on third down uh, a couple of times. Uh, I mean, right, right before the end of the half, uh, the, you know, the, the we couldn't get them off the field. 11 plays, 67 yards, and a big third down throw to Hilton for 20 yards on third and 14 that got the Colts into field goal range where they added that last one uh, to go up just before the half. I mean, that's that's what, what was happening all over again uh, in the second quarter. The Bears, on the other hand, um, you know, penalties were killing us. Uh, you heard me mention that in the uh, in the knee jerk reaction, uh, third and three, the Bears convert. Uh, it was earlier in the second quarter. Uh, they they convert on third and three, but a holding penalty brings it back. So we and now it's third and thirteen. We ended up having to settle for a field goal from Connor Barth. You know the second one uh, of the of the game. You know the touchdown drive that the Bears had. You heard me mention that. We you know Jordan Howard should have had about a 4-yard touchdown run instead a bogus. I thought it was bogus anyway. Holding penalty on on Logan Paulson means uh you know the Bears have to try again and you know one play later thankfully uh Jordan I mean uh Cameron Meredith catches one in the in the corner of the end zone so we got lucky uh, on that one. So it was uh you know frustrating to sit there and watch that you know it's kind of like you know going back in the day to to think about the 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 bears not being able to stop megatron you know we know that stafford is looking for megatron and we can't stop him you know he's throwing it to megatron and, and everything else and you know it's that that's what it was like and it didn't stop it became a theme in the second half whenever luck needed somebody to uh to catch one downfield he looked for Hilton, and more times than not, uh, he hit him. So, I mean, um, that's what was uh, especially frustrating. It's like, did, did we not watch the film and see that Hilton was the guy that we needed to stop? Because if we stop Hilton, we pretty much stop everything uh, in the passing game, or at least in, in the passing game that's going to hurt us. You know, it's like I think there was only maybe one other play, pass play anyway, throughout the entire football game. That wasn't to T.Y. Hilton that went for any kind of significant yardage. I think Dwayne Allen caught a 20-yard pass at one point. You know, uh, nobody else really hurt the Bears at all throughout the entire football game. If it wasn't T.Y. Hilton, it didn't really hurt, basically. And uh, time and time again, he was looking for Hilton, and he found him. So as we move along into the second half, the third quarter is... uh, a little bit more of the same. The defense seems to tighten things up a little bit, but we have mistakes that will end up costing us big at the end of the game. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Colts. And the good news is, as the defense showed up for the third quarter at least, um, the uh, the Bears held the Colts to one field goal. I've sacked the luck a couple of times. It's looked a lot better on the defensive side, so I would like to say that halftime adjustments have worked so far for the Bears in the second half. Offensively, um, we're looking good now here at the end of the third quarter. We're driving. We put a decent drive together uh, our
our last drive ended in two, count them, two missed counterbarth field goal attempts. Now, granted, they were from 54 and 49 yards, but counterbarth missed the 54-yarder. We got a five-yard running into the kicker penalty, and then he missed the next one from 49. So I would have to think that if we're not trying out kickers this week, then we're probably not doing it right. So, uh, you know, the guy's missed almost half, at least half of his field goal attempts since he started over, took over, and we got to get rid of him. That's just all there is to it. But anyway, the Bears are driving. We're in Colts territory with the football, only down 6, 19 to 13. So not a lot went down in the third quarter, but what did happen ended up being significant uh, towards the end of the football game. You know, they, the Bears and the, and the Colts, they start off the, the quarter trading punts with each other, and then, you know, <laughs> the Colts come back 11 plays 45 yard drive and it was another penalty and another blown third down uh, that allow the Colts to be able to put this drive together to keep the drive alive so they settle for that field goal the only three points scored uh, in the quarter and um, you know the, the the third down conversion was another uh, big play to T.Y. Hilton you know and it's I, I put down here in my notes the only thing um, the only thing worse than allowing the third downs to be converted is that it was always Hilton that it was doing that was doing it every single time. I mean, I actually went back and looked at the play-by-play on ESPN where they detail every single play that took place in the game, and every time there was a third down conversion, it was a pass from from Luck to Hilton, and it just like you you guys can't see the theme here. You know, is it is it? Is it bad play or is it bad coaching that we have to thank for this? Because it's inexcusable that it keeps happening over and over again. And we can't. T.Y. Hilton, God bless him, a good receiver. Not that good. Not so good that we can know definitely that the Colts are going to be throwing the ball to him. And he's still open every single time regardless. You know, it just it either comes down to coaching or it's the players. I mean, somebody's got to pay. And we'll talk about that towards the end uh, of the uh, of the show. So, you know, and then again uh, with Connor Barth, that was, a, a, a you know, a decent drive. The the the, the offense was stalling out uh, there towards the end. Um, originally it was a, uh, like the first play from scrimmage, uh, on that particular drive, a 10 yard run from, uh, from Jordan Howard, who was gashing them all day long, um, turned into a 25 yard gain when the uh, Colt defender didn't think that Howard was, uh, out of bounds, decided to plow him into, uh, into the out of bounds, got a 15 yard penalty. So what was a 10 yard, 10 yard run turns into a 25 yard gain, but the drive stalled out and that's where barth misses his field goals he he kicked the 54 yarder wide right the bears get a five yard running into the kicker penalty which you know i thought was kind of bogus i thought maybe it should have been a roughing the kicker because he he plowed right into him and knocked him down so i mean that's you know go figure i mean it anyway um you know but we get the five yards so it's a 49 yard kick this time both both kicks plenty of leg but uh, the the 49-yarder, he decided to hook that one left just just to, you know, mix it up a little bit. So, uh, like I said, if, if uh, we're not trying out kickers uh, this week, then, uh, you know, we're not. I mean, you got to bring in somebody to at least challenge Barth, you know, something to, you know, get the blood pumping, you know, something to let him know that, uh, you know, yeah, we, we you're our kicker, but, uh, 
you know, dude, this is unacceptable. So, uh, but anyway, that was that was the third quarter in a nutshell. Was uh, you know watching the Colts convert on third down with T.Y. Hilton. They got the extra field goal uh, in there to extend their lead. The Bears had two chances at kicking a field goal, and they blew them both. So, you know, it's. Uh, Moving on to the fourth quarter, where we finally had some fireworks, but unfortunately for our beloved, it would not be enough. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Colts, and we had it, and then we let it slip away. And, um, you know, the defense that had been basically brilliant for the entire second half, uh, you know, I think the Colts had five drives in the in the second half. Three of them were three and outs. And the last one that wasn't was a touchdown uh, drive for the Colts right after the Bears take the lead 23 to what, 21, 22, whatever the hell it was, 23, 22 or something like that. The. Uh, Jordan Howard uh, caught a pass from Brian uh, Hoyer, took it in for a touchdown. Hoyer almost 400 yards uh, passing if he didn't break 400 on that last drive. Uh, Jordan Howard over 100 yards rushing. Cameron Meredith basically was the guy that killed us because uh, after the Bears gave up the lead, the Bears on the ensuing drive, a pass to Karen, uh, Cameron Meredith fumbles the football, the one turnover of the football game, and gave the ball back to the, uh, to the Colts. And uh, they ended up kicking the field goal to make it a six-point game at that point. And, um, you know, just here on this last drive, the Bears made it all the way into the uh, – into in deep into Indianapolis territory and had to turn the ball over on downs. And it was just – the offense was fantastic. 500 yards of offense today. It was the defense once again that killed us uh, in the early going. Couldn't keep Indianapolis – or couldn't get Indianapolis – off the field, and in the second half, they buckled when they, when they, when we needed them the most. Basically, is what happened. We had the lead, 23 to 19. They gave up the touchdown pass or the touchdown drive uh, to the Colts to give up the lead, and that basically was the ball game. So, so much for uh, you know putting together a consecutive win. We should have won this game today. Penalties killed the Bears. Ineptitude on defense, not being able to get off the field. Uh, was the killer once again. So we go home to uh, Soldier Field next week to take on the Jaguars and see if we can't get this thing back on track. I hope that my little technical issues there (laughs) weren't so distracting that you couldn't hear what it was that I was uh, trying to say. And uh, basically we'll break it down for you uh, like this. You know, the a promising drive that ended the third quarter stalled at the start of the fourth quarter. The Bears can't capitalize in the red zone. Barth kicks a field goal that cuts the lead to three. So it's 19 uh, to 16. Um, later on, the Bears, like I said, the Bears defense was much better in the second half. Uh, it, it, but it's just the bend but don't break thing. It became too much uh, towards the end. Um, the Bears were getting the football back. They turned a horrible decision horrible decision by our punt returner um 22 whose name is escaping me right now he's that kid that we claimed off waivers from new uh from new england um he was the 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 punt returner for eddie royal who had been nursing a calf injury all week um elected to let the ball roll instead of catching it um pat mcafee the punter for the colts gets an 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 amazing bounce where the ball rolls all the way to the four yard line um for the Colts so the Bears have a 96 yard drive that 
you know, because they had 522 yards of offense and didn't have any trouble moving the ball uh, on the Colts, the, the, the Bears were able to convert that into a nine-play, 96-yard drive capped off by a 21-yard touchdown reception uh, by Jordan Howard to make it 23-19. to um, That's what the score was. I couldn't remember what it was, but it was 23-19 to was, uh, was the score when the Bears – uh, took the lead and, and you know the Bears have the lead the momentum and you know but there was still seven minutes left in the game but it only took Indy six plays 82 yards to take it back to a touchdown with the driver of their own and again it was Hilton that kills us you know Adrian Amos uh, was the high safety he bit on the tight end crossing into the into the flat leaving um leaving Hilton one-on-one in the middle of the field with a step on his man. just It was just too easy. You know, Luck is, is too good a quarterback to to miss that good of a target. Hits him right down the middle of the field. You know, ensuing drive, the Bears are down three. And after a brilliant game, nine catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown, Cameron Meredith took what was going to be um, a play that was going to get our drive started on the right foot and turned it into the only turnover in the football game by fumbling it back to uh, Indianapolis. Now, when the play happened in real time, it looked like one of those bang-bang plays where he caught it, nope, it's on the ground kind of thing. But uh, it was even reviewed, looked at by the you know by the booth, and there were uh, enough of a football move made by Meredith for the call to stand and the turnover to count uh, against, the, uh, against the Bears. So... The defense uh, held because it was deep in Bear territory when that happened, but Vinatieri kicked his fifth field goal to make it 29-23. to That ended up being your final score, of course. But, um, you know, the Bears drive uh, within striking distance, and it, <laughs> the, these referees had some terrible, terrible calls throughout the entire football game, but they saved their best for last uh, at the very end. Um, the Bears have third and five on the Indy 25-yard line, and um, we it was an incomplete pass, so it would have been fourth and five. However, uh, Bobby Massey, who has been an v- enormous disappointment for the Bears up to this point, gets popped and dropped. I mean, just just pushed right on his ass, you know, pushed him right to the ground. And the defender who pushed him over tripped over him as he was trying to climb over top of, of Massey to get to to Hoyer. And because he tripped over Massey and his gigantic ineptitude, they ended up calling that a holding penalty because, you know, they, they looked at it as Massey bringing him down as he was falling, which that was Massey didn't have the presence of mind to do that. He just tripped over Massey's enormous body uh, on his way to try to get after Brian Hoyer that ended up being a 10-yard penalty. So what would have been fourth and five from the 25 ended up being third and 15 from the 35. Now, granted, it gave us two more shots at it, but, you know, fourth and five is a lot easier than, than third and 15, you know. Go figure. But... um the Bears uh, couldn't convert. They had to turn the ball over on downs, and and this is where I argue about the whole the Cutler Hoyer thing. Hoyer missed a wide open Alshon Jeffrey down the left sideline 
uh, it would have been a touchdown if he just throws it to him. Instead, Hoyer even told the press he didn't even look Alshon's way because he was certain they were going to double-team him. They were going to have a high safety back there. So even if uh, Vontae Davis, who was covering uh, Jeffrey, even if he let him go, there was going to be a safety back there. So instead, he never even looked his way and threw it into traffic to his new favorite target, Cameron Meredith, uh, for an incomplete pass, and that was your ball game. So... You know, the Bears had 522 yards of total offense, nearly seven yards of carry on the ground, 6.6 yards per carry. We still lost the game. We still lost it, you know. And if it wasn't for Connor Barth missing those two field goals, I mean, it only basically counts as one because the penalty nullified one of those plays, but he had two chances there. If he makes one of those field goals, the Bears are in field goal range there at the end. Even after the penalty, it's a 50-yard field goal. Now, granted, you know, putting the game in his hands would probably not have worked out all that great for us, but that's all it would have taken. Would have been a field goal to send that game into overtime, and then who knows what happens then. But because we missed that field goal, that opportunity was not there for us. The Bears have to go for the touchdown, and the Bears ended up losing the game, not being able to. Um, you know, pull it off. 29 to 23. Our beloved fall to one and four on the year. And, um, you know, now they switch roles with the Colts. You know, where it was, the Bears were the team coming off a big win, uh, you know, a big divisional win. Um, you know, the Colts were the ones that, that just took a big divisional beating at the hands of the, the Jaguars, despite the, the only three point uh, deficit. Uh, in the final score, the 30-27 to 27 loss, it was not that close. Uh, the Colts had to make a big comeback in the fourth quarter to make it that close. And, um, you know, now it's uh, – and they, they came into this game against the Bears in desperate need of a win, and now it's the Bears that are going home to take on those Jaguars. They're the ones in desperate need of a win because if we don't win against Jacksonville, we're 1-5, and, and we have two more games before we head into our bye at – at Green Bay on Thursday night, so a short week after the Jacksonville game and at home to finish out the first half on Monday night against the Vikings. So if we don't win this Sunday, we very well could be 1-7 going into the bye, and then honestly, who knows what the hell happens when the Bears have the time off. I mean, could it be the end of John Fox? Could we be seeing some new coordinators going out and coming in because we've got two weeks to get ready for the Titans in Week Ten? I mean, a lot of questions, you know, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of questions that are going to have some very very tough answers uh, to them. There's no simple, um, there's nothing simple about what's happening here to the Bears, you know, and there's only so much you can excuse with injuries uh, and things like that because it hasn't really been injuries that have plague the bears this year i mean granted that's definitely hurt but um for the most part it's what's going on between the years you know with our bears this year that's really hurt them more than anything and that comes down to coaching and you can always replace them so anyway that's how the fourth quarter went down for the bears uh, you know real promising moment it was great to see the bears take the lead like that a great play from howard a uh, fantastic game from him overall and um to, to watch the defense then had been brilliant in the two prior drives. I think the Colts had two drives for negative yardage prior to that touchdown drive after the Bears took the lead. You know, the Bears basically just needed to do it one more time, and they couldn't do it. 
they folded and, and, you know, they were bending, bending, and then broke at the wrong time. The next thing you know, we're losing the game again. And then the Bears' offense folded with the one stinking turnover in the whole game. Uh, Meredith puts a black mark on uh, on an outstanding game that he had uh, with that fumble. So it was, uh, yeah, frustrating to watch there at the end, especially, <laughs> like I was saying before, so frustrating you know he's throwing the ball to merit or to me you know we're throwing the ball to hilton we know he's doing it and we still can't stop him anyway and that was the absolute most frustrating part it's like that you know it's like playing madden with your buddy and you know he's got that one play that he loves you know it's coming and you can't stop it no matter what so that's the level of frustration we were looking at with uh the colts on on sunday it's like you know that this is what they're gonna do they're looking for hilton you know, maybe they're running a different route. Maybe it's a sideline route this time. Maybe we're trying to dig across the middle of the field. But that's the guy we need to take care of. We take care of Hilton. Everything else pretty much takes care of itself. And we didn't do it. And that's that, you know, that's just uh, extremely frustrating to sit there and watch it happen over and over and over again. So. Anyway, that's going to do it for the review of the Week 5 Bears loss to the Colts 29-23. to And um, now we go back home, like I said, to Soldier Field to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, you know, the Bears are 1-4. Jacksonville's 1-3. They're coming off a bye. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's... Uh, you might think it's a slam dunk of a game, but Jacksonville actually kind of has this laying in wait, you know, talented football team that maybe they they maybe they're the ones that just need a coaching change to get some things uh, turned around because they have way too much talent on their team to be one and three uh, right now, and I'm and I fear that the Bears uh, may be the team that helps them realize that. So. Um, it's not going to be an easy win for the Bears, or at least I don't think it will be. I do think the Bears can and will beat Jacksonville just because the Jaguars basically can't be trusted, but they have some dangerous, dangerous weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But we'll talk more about that uh, later this week with uh, with Colton Manziel from uh, Big Cat Country uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars on SB Nation. So, um, you know, we'll save that discussion for later on. But um, – so there you go. That's the week five review. What do you say we go ahead and cap off the rest of the show with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. As we wrap things up here for the week five review episode of the Chicago Bears review, just want to remind you guys that uh, I do another show. Uh, it's called Football is America, and my we've had uh, both of my uh, compatriots on the show as of late. Um, my good friend Ron Rugg and, of course, the guy that we had for the preview for week number four or five, I should say. Uh, Kyle Frank, um, the Indianapolis Colts fan. So it makes for some interesting discussions uh, at times, especially with uh, the three of us celebrating two teams that can't quite seem to figure it out uh, this year, especially coming into this season. Both teams, um, high hopes, if not high expectations for better seasons than they've produced thus far. So, um, you know, but we do cover the entire league. We have guests on the show, much like we do here uh, on the Chicago Bears Review. 
This last uh, episode, we talked to Alex Shane from uh, Pat's Pulpit on SB Nation, the New England Patriot uh, page. Talked to him about uh, uh, Tom Brady while we previewed the rest of the NFL schedule for this past week. And uh, tomorrow night, we'll be recording a new episode uh, previewing, uh, you know, reviewing, I should say, reviewing week five, um, you know, for this uh, for this week and talking about the entire schedule. Um, you know, and, and actually, uh, sometimes I think we we kind of go out of our way not to talk about the, the our teams just so, you know, we can take advantage of the opportunity to talk about the whole league and not just uh, our squads. So, um, you know, lots of exciting stuff going on with that show. So be sure to check us out. Football is America. You can find us on Facebook. You can we're on Twitter, um, you know, and just about every podcast format platform that there is. Search for football is America and you will find us so now on to uh bear up and bear down and um the bear down let's just go ahead and get this frustration out of the way and bear down it, it 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 became difficult to try to pin it down on one person um in to be specific uh about you know i, I didn't know if we should uh you know do i want to just target tracy porter was it Jacoby Glenn is just uh, is it the safeties that were the problem is Vic Fangio you know screwing up again I just so I just set the hell with it bear down to the entire defense in general everyone on defense just because of what I talked about before we could not get the Colts off of the field and if we weren't sacking Andrew Luck he had all day to throw the ball. It was one of those. It was. It very much reminded me of those days where you would just get so frustrated uh, in, in those Packer games where, yeah, we had that game where we sacked Aaron Rodgers five times, but that was the only time we got close to Rodgers. We, if we didn't get him, we weren't touching him. You know, It wasn't one of those like last week where, yeah, we sacked Matthew Stafford twice, but we hit him a lot more than that in that football game. This was not the case. You know, early on, we got pressure on Luck. There was some decent pressure there. But as the game drug along, the Bears were not able to get to Luck on a consistent basis. And when we did, we were able to close the deal and turn it into a sack. We'll talk about who gets one of my bear-ups uh, for that, as a matter of fact. But, um, you know, I couldn't quite pinpoint who it was that I, that I, that I thought was to, to blame. So I was like, the hell with it. I'll just blame them all. You know, I'll just blame them all. So... Uh, I don't know if it's a, if it's a coaching thing or if it's a player not listening to the coach, a player, you know, just being bad and not being where he needs to be or whatever the case uh, may be on that one. But uh, that's, you know, it was the defense more than anything that killed us. I mean, the offense definitely should have finished off a few more of those drives or turned some of those field goals into touchdowns. That's definitely something. But this was our highest point total of the season. We actually cracked 20 points for the first time. Uh, this year we had 23 points in this one it should have been enough with the way that uh, you know it should have been enough but it wasn't so go figure uh, bear down to surprise surprise Connor Barth you can't keep missing field goals dude and if if you had made one of those you know misses in the third quarter we're driving to tie the game with a field goal as opposed to having to have to have a touchdown at the end to uh you know would have won us the game but you know nonetheless um you know like i mentioned before <laughs> maybe maybe it's uh maybe you know putting the game in your hands at the end uh, 
wasn't the answer, but I would have much rather taken that than having to score a touchdown uh, to, 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 to tie or win the game uh, there at the end. And um, this is kind of a preemptive one. Uh, bear down to Ryan Pace if he doesn't bring in kickers to at least challenge Barth this week. You know, we got to have something to spur this guy into some kind of competition or to let him know, because reading his comments, he's not under any illusion whatsoever that uh, his job is secure. You know, um, he he fully um, would not know fault the Bears for letting him go uh, based on his performance in these first five uh, football games. But um you know, maybe an actual body of someone who could be kicking in his place this Sunday against the Jaguars um, would be something to spur him into the actual like, oh, yeah, I actually can lose my job. So uh, if, if we need to at least do that, you know, tomorrow is the off day uh, for the organization. Today was usually those days they get together, review film and so on and so forth. And the Bears have the day off tomorrow. Uh, the players anyway, that should be the day that uh you know, Ryan Pace brings in some kickers to uh, see about taking that job away from Connor Barth because right now he is absolutely not earning it. And then my final bear down of the week goes to Paul Lasique, who is our fullback. Um, he was our fullback for the first game. We cut him after the first game. We brought him back. He was on the practice squad. The Bears re-elevated him to the active squad. He only played one down on offense, I think is what I read. But he was on special teams. He was a rusher on a punt, and um, the, I mean, I swear to God, I thought the ball, he, he, he had an open shot at the football. He missed it. That could have absolutely changed everything in the football game, but he missed it, and he was right there. So you got to make that play. So bear down for Lasique for not being able to make the play when it was there to be made. So, you know, this is something that a team in this position, you need. You have to make those plays. You absolutely have to. You know, if you're the Patriots, eh, you're going to win the game anyway. So every once in a while, if one of those gets by you, no big deal. But when you're the Bears and you're a team that's struggling and you need something like that to ignite your football team, you have to make that play. And Paul Lasique did not. So... And uh, also been reading that uh, he might get cut anyway because the Bears only used him for one offensive play. And the one chance that he had to make an impact on the football game, he missed it. So we might be talking about how, hey, you know, interactions or transactions this week, guess who's not on the football team anymore? So stay tuned on that one. Now, on to the positive side, Bear Ups. No uh, no surprises here. Bear Up, Brian Hoyer, 300 plus yards for the third game in our in a row uh no interceptions god bless him but um you know he missed that throw at the end uh tried to throw it into double coverage uh to cameron meredith when if he if he goes through his progressions and he looks over to his left side he'll find a wide open alshon jeffrey for the game winning touchdown uh in the corner so you know it just kind of spurs on the whole cutler or hoyer discussion I'm not the only one who thinks like this way, guys. I, I read it today on the Monday Morning Quarterback with Peter King. Uh, several of the Chicago beat writers are of the opinion that I am. 522 yards of total offense, nearly seven yards of carry, and Cutler scores more than 23 points. That's, that's what I believe, and I'm not alone 
in that one. You know, it's not just me. And and I'm not a Brian Hoyer hater by any stretch of the imagination. I would not, um, you know, I couldn't fault the Bears for wanting to stick with him because he has been successful. He has been productive, maybe not successful, but productive. He has definitely done what Cutler hasn't. However, the other thing is, and I have many people on my side with this, is that Cutler never had the benefit of the pass protection that Brian Hoyer has had uh, in the last three weeks against the Cowboys, Lions, and and um, and Colts. If Cutler has that time, if he's able to st- sit back there and find his receivers, go through his progressions, and be fundamentally you know, correct with his throws instead of off the back foot or trying to throw something, you know, trying to create something out of nothing and, and things like that, then the Bears probably have a much better outlook or they, they, they score bigger against Detroit, I believe. I even said that last week. And uh, I believe that at the very least, he makes that throw to Jeffrey at the end for the game-winning touchdown and the Bears win the game. That's just my opinion. That's my thought. I'm not alone in it, that's for sure. But that's my thought. But regardless of all that I'm saying, Brian Hoyer is a bear up for this week. <laughs> uh, Jordan Howard, you know, here's a guy that's that's definitely not going to be losing his job when Jeremy Langford is healthy again. Um, you know, back-to-back 100-yard games, uh, the touchdown reception. Can't argue with the productivity this kid has. He's been fantastic uh, for us. Uh, bear up to Cameron Meredith, despite your despite your fumble. At the end of the football game, nine catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. It's a hell of an afternoon and a way to step up um, when the Bears didn't know what we were going to do to fill that hole in the wide receiving core after losing Kevin White, um, who I did hear today is going to have the surgery, and the surgery, believe it or not, is going to give him a better chance to return at the end of the season. So um, it wouldn't be to like week 13 that he'd be eligible to return, but apparently the the surgery was would help expedite the recovery as opposed to waiting for the the spiral fracture that he had because of the high ankle sprain uh, for it to feel uh, to heal on his own. So the surgery is going to give him the best chance to come back before the end of the year. And considering where we are now, where we could be eight weeks from now, getting Kevin White on the field for the last four games of the season would be beneficial to White and the Bears to figure out where we're going uh, in the future. So. Um, but uh, Cameron Meredith, hell of a job stepping up and um, just got to hang on to the ball next time. Uh, on the defensive side, yes, there are defensive bear-ups. I want to give one to Bryce Callahan. The guy was absolutely everywhere before a hamstring injury uh, pulled him out of the football game. And, of course, to Willie Young, three sacks on Sunday on Andrew Luck. Fantastic job uh, from Willie, considering he's our only pass rusher right now with Lamar Houston out. Uh, Leonard Floyd did not play because of an injury. Uh, again, it was it was Willie Young, Leonard. It was Willie Young, uh, Christian Jones, and Sam Acho as our pass rushers on the outside linebacking spot. So uh, you know, Willie Young stepped up uh, and made it happen for the Bears. Three sacks, a great afternoon for him. So anyway, that is going to do it for the Week Five review episode of the Chicago Bears review. Come back on Thursday when we will preview this game between the Bears and the Jaguars, getting ready for this uh, for this uh, return home. And then we got a quick turnaround after that. I got to get on the I got to get uh, get on and, and start talking to Evan Western about having him come in early uh, for the review uh, preview episode for Week Seven 
uh, and so on because uh, we got that short week. The Bears play on Sunday and then again on Thursday against the Packers and Color Rush. And yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But anyway, be sure and come back on Thursday to preview the game between the Bears and the Jags. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.